Welcome, bienvenue to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is the show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rentz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we are developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. By the time that people are listening to this, after we've packaged up our recordings and whatnot, it's probably going to be the announcement that some MLB games are canceled. Some MLB regular season games. I mean, they've already canceled. They've already canceled spring training games. Yeah, regular season games. There's already been a yeah. The cull of spring tra- spring training games has. Uh, well, we we are at the official brinksmanship point, right? Like we're we're at we're at the brink now. So we will see what uh, we'll see what what this negotiation looks like. I just yeah w- want something to get done. I, <laughs> I just I just want something to get done. I do want something to get done. It really they really went fast to this cancel. They were going to cancel games. Yeah, I'm. I mean, it's hard to remain hopeful at this point <laughs> for the season. Uh, we're going to have to spend a bunch of time yeah. adjusting fantasy expectations. I mean, well, we'll talk about this in the next section, but, you know, you may have to reevaluate players <laughs> based on what's happening now. We will. And I never caught yeah. back up in exactly. um, 2020. Uh, anyway. TGFBI day? TGFBI day. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think this, is, this is what I would nominally call the official TGFBI day. We had to do a couple things. We had to set our KDS, with which... Thankfully, we both set last week because, as far as I could tell, it went off without an announcement. <laughs> yeah. It went off without an announcement. Well, I mean, I you know, I went in and I started to set it, and it was like, no, actually, I think that I I, I don't want to pick in the later part of the round. I just do, do want to have this be 1 through 15. Exactly. We've talked about this repeatedly, that... Uh, that yeah, it's you know it's great in the later rounds if you're picking evenly spaced every 15 picks, but the value at the beginning is so high <laughs> that there's nothing you can do. Yeah. I mean, I can safely tell you, I'm looking at the clock right now. Draft starts as of this recording in two hours and 17 minutes. I have the number one pick. I've set it to auto draft. Care to guess? Trey Turner, Tatis. I have decided to maximize variance in my TGFBI team this year. Uh, what about you? Where where are you picking? What's up? I'm number eight. So this beautiful. There's it's gonna it's the team is gonna start to be shaped at that point because I'm not in the like I have to I'm gonna if you're in the top four you have to take a hitter you have to take one of the, yeah yeah one of the guys who are gonna contribute. Um, number eight. I mean, Garrett Cole and Corbin Burns are gonna be sitting there yeah. for me. It's too early. Someone for, too early for Acuna, in my opinion. Unless, you think so? Unless you really, really, really want to embrace the variance maximization. Well, hey, if the season's short, it could be more valuable, right? If it's because yeah, it's going to go short late, right? It's not going to go short early. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's there's some guys. Oh, yeah, there's some interesting guys in that range. Yeah, Bryce Harper. Hmm. 
There's going to be, and then there's always a chance that someone from the Trey Turner, Tatis, Ramirez, Vlad crew is going to fall. I, I think Soto. Bo Bichette and Jose Ramirez. Some, Bo Bichette. Some picks. Somebody's going to get them at number eight. Yeah. Auto EPL. What do we got here, Mike? Well, you requested something over the weekend, and it turned out I had one kicking around. You said nice. That's I think I, I think I like the that. insinuation here was that my discursive uh, discussions during the EPL picks are are not uh, good pod material. <laughs> no, I just, I was just saying. So we've been we've been putting in our EPL picks because it's been more consistent than uh, you know baseball, um, and it's been kind of fun to just track it. Uh, I think that maybe we should we should transition our EPL talk. Uh, to another, to another format, so we can try to keep more baseball and fantasy. In this this guy, I think. Yeah, I, I think. Know, I, know. I think you're right. So the goal, I think, behind EPL stuff will be giving ourselves another proving ground for our tools, and we do this sort of with NFL too, right? We talk about NFL, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think both of those, we appreciate both of those as sport, and so we. We'll try and keep some of the dream alive and some of the tools alive and some of the principles, like scraping things, <laughs> making some predictions, seeing what happens. You know, I think there's there's a lot of spiritual similarities between these. So I uh, I wrote you up a nice, just a really simple tool here that that will give you the upcoming weeks and the results from the previous week. So the goal mm-hmm. would be to just run this sort of every week. We can tag in our predictions however we want. I have a format. Where you can, where it'll spit out a file, you edit the file with your picks, and then it will re-ingest that and check later on. All right, hey. So uh, sounds like under you go you you go under case. I see. Uh, comparing strings, which is a thing that we do frequently. Mm-hmm. I mean, this this is an example of tools, right? Meshing. I'm doing I'm doing a finger thing here. Uh, this is an example of the crossover, right? This is something I learned. You got to match names. It's huge freaking pain. Try and try and remove some of the variables. So I'm matching all lowercase. So this it's just so funny. It's like the tabs versus spaces thing. Some people <laughs> go uppercase, some people go lowercase. I could have gone uppercase. It just seems shouty, you know? We're millennials. <laughs> yeah, I will say um when you're dealing with place names, huh. And potentially something that's presentable, you end up wanting to do uppercase because it's that's like the default with place names. So geographers, uppercase. Okay, all right. Astronomers, lowercase. (laughs) He makes so much sense. I think that's right. So today on the pod, Eric's going to take us through some of the modifications he's made to our synthetic player picking agent-based model and present a first cut at the preseason 2022 15-team draft. All right, so during the offseason, we've been workshopping our agent-based model for player picking. The model was born out of a desire to create synthetic drafts in lieu of mock drafts. Uh, you know, why get 15 dudes together for hours on end to fake a draft when you could load up 15 fantasy player types into the computer and have the computer spit out a draft, right? That's how I feel. <laughs> no, I think uh, it's... It's more important than that, right? Because even if you get 15 people together, there's no guarantee that you're going to span the total range of 
picks, right? You might, or the total range of ways that people would pick. I mean, I think that, I actually tend to think that in our home league, that we all kind of pick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's really, there's like not a lot of zagging going on. And so is that like, how do you practice that? It's not, you can't just get 15 other people together. You can't get 12 other people together because they're not going to draft like your league. So you want to do things where we have more control knobs to say, this is what my league's going to be like. These are the people I'm going to be drafting against. Yeah. And this gives us at least one avenue towards Yes, that. yeah, the, the, the pie in the sky vision, right? And getting into TGFBI has been so interesting because you have this, one of the amazing things that TGFBI is it creates is pretty big sample size of of drafts and people mm. care at least during the draft um some people fall off in the middle of the season so it's harder to track some of those mid-season um pieces because not everyone is following through nearly to the extent but during the draft because it's a rolling draft people are on and you're, you're right i mean a mock draft can't really do that it's not really a muscle that you're trying to learn you're really trying to get together like what the rankings should should be out of that uh, well, of course, this was harder than it looked, and quickly the rabbit hole deepened yep. as I advanced. <laughs> uh, the tools also shifted into a more generic route to pick players for a given epoch. The idea being um, we could use a tool to determine the optimal mix of starting pitchers to relief pitchers in TGFBI, and generally in-season pick players rather than just draft players so it's like you know a square is a type of rectangle well drafting <laughs> is this the square and picking players is a rectangle so so our tool has has kind of um adjusted to be a little bit more generic and open yeah and i mean this is both our blessing and our curse right in how we how we yeah. develop tools i think um we one thing that I think we are good at is these yeah. pie in the sky visions, right? We already had this discussion a minute ago, <laughs> but <laughs> like, what do we do? What do we do with that? Um, but I think in this case, the payoff is so rich of building this framework and what we can do with it going down, go in into the future is so important that, yeah, we just kind of have to do it, <laughs> even though it's a it's huge, a huge undertaking. undertaking. But at the same time, we sort of like, we got to this certain fork in the road where it was like, we could do this fast and dirty just for synthetic drafting and it will be dirty and it'll get dirtier as we go along and there'll be loops within loops and we won't be able to control this. Or we can do this a cleaner way and then it can be more applicable in more, more ways. And I think that was the right choice to go that direction. Um, even though it was harder and it took us a lot, a lot of wandering in the desert. <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely all right so i should say we've talked about this a lot and uh, i encourage anyone interested to take a look at podcast 4.03 or 5.28 where we cover more of the theory behind abms and sort of more of the theory behind what we're doing why we're doing this podcast is going to assume that you've been following along with us and that this intro here <laughs> has gotten you sped up on what we're doing, why we're doing, and how we're 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 uh, you know create, uh, baking those pies in the sky. Um, so the last time we talked about this, I presented my unifying theory, which allowed for the ABM to pick both hitters and pitchers. It was a da 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 da, 
you know, kind of like trumpets playing. I guess it didn't really sound like trumpets, but trumpets playing um, uh, silver trumpets. Have you ever heard silver trumpets calling you home, uh, Aragon? Um, I also presented that the model hated picking pitchers. Uh, and then I tried to present some of the theories of why that was happening. Uh, some some places there was kind of theory by why it would hate to pick pitchers. And then there's also like functional things that I was like, I have a feeling that there's a little, a little bug over there. Yeah, it's, you know, I mean, people talk about this all the time with uh, with anything that's machine learning based, right? Is that like things that are not hard for us to do are very hard for the yes. computer to do. Can be very hard to like write down rules for a computer to do. Like I know who I'm going to pick. I'm looking at this list. But what 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 are the calculations that my yeah. brain is doing that's saying, don't pick Garrett. Yeah, Cole yeah exactly. <laughs> you know, right. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's so hard to, you always have that. It's like you can write out what you want something to do, but then... To, to, for a computer, there's also a lot of like, well, don't do this. And I had I had a project at work really recently where it was like I had I had this list of requirements of what it was supposed to do, and then I went through, created this, and then it was like there's a huge difference between what my tool had created from what had been created uh, previously. And looking at the changes, it was like I was like, you know, I'm seeing a trend here. Is that a requirement of the system? <laughs> the guy's like oh yeah yeah i probably should have mentioned that like, yeah you probably should have because the yeah. computer's not going to know dude <laughs> the computer won't know that saves exactly. are a funky category they'll just be like wow all these people suck at getting saves <laughs> yeah yeah all these pictures all these why can't they just get saved? <laughs> a bunch of pictures are bad at it yeah all right so um my next ac- action items from my Big next action item from that discussion. There were like a bunch of pie in the sky, but the next one is to really adjust the mechanization for a full season draft. I mean, that's, that's where, where we're at. at right? That's what we did. We're about we're embarking on full season drafts. So like, we, 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 we're, we're, that's <laughs> we are at the point where we need something to. We've talked about it a lot. We need something to fake a bunch of drafts. From that point that I last presented to now, um, here are the big things that I kind of identified as needing to have need to be changed so one was we needed to add years variable why why does this always happen why do we always create a tool and then it's like mm. oh yeah this doesn't happen in a vacuum there are multiple years yeah every, every single, single tool, tool is just like we get yes. to the end of 2019 or 2018 2021 and then all of a sudden it's like oh yeah we gotta make this we have to consider <laughs> year variable I mean, I hope that it, that has helped you in your own work to try to predict those things out in general. Oh, yeah, this, not just one galaxy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, all right, and then also there is adjusting the waiting logic because the previous tool was, because as I said, we made it generic, but that meant that there were still some like levers that needed to be turned off. And I hadn't turned those off levers off yet so i didn't know if it was going to you know reboot the whole system sam jackson kind of style like yes now we just flip the switch right um yep yeah this was going to the control panel (laughs) on the other side of the park and being like oh i have to flip the main switch (laughs) great um specifically there's there's weights you set in the in the model you set weights for previous week which is two weeks ago last week which was a the week right prior to when you're picking and then full season data. Well, those three don't exist. Um, 
and yep. we're going to bring in last season's data, and I just picked that that's last week is going to be last season um, in this. It, that won't affect anything, having those those weights. But then you have to, you, you're zeroing out those other two, and guess what? Computer didn't like it. <laughs> Obviously. I finally had to teach myself how to remove items from a dictionary. Ah, finally. I got there. Um, all right, expand preseason rankings. So because we're only going to go off of, as of now, ultimately we'll go off of last season data, we'll go off of preseason um, rankings, and we'll go off of forecasted data. But still, for that preseason rankings, we kind of want to have the min, the max, and the average within our system, right? So I, I, I created the yep. logic to split that up equally. So there's an equal weight on the minimum, the maximum, and the mean in the system. Yeah. I like that. I like that idea. Kind of, I All of a sudden, I realized Good that Bobachet and Tatis were the only ones getting picked first. And I was like, mm, we got to expand that a little bit. And that min ranking really does help. That's a good idea. And then yeah. also I removed the scoring from the previous example. It was scoring it. We're never looking at the scoring. So it's just taking hours of our lives, our computer lives, <laughs> which didn't need to be because we're just picking players yeah. right now. Yeah. Now, you know, I we'd, I'd said it hates pit, picking pitchers. And um, there are a couple of theoretical reasons for that. But, well, you know what? They're, the bugs really did <laughs> really did keep it down the pitchers. Too bad. Few fields were getting aggregated that shouldn't have been. So strikeouts for a pitcher, that's what we're trying to target. You know what? Old Mark Reynolds always wanted to have strikeouts count. Well, apparently it counted in the system because when a batter was getting a strikeout, it was counting towards the ranking system. So it was throwing everything off because like gotcha. a player who was getting 300 strikeouts was striking out 300 that. times. Was getting the same as Garrett Cole striking someone out three hundred times. Boy, that's a that's a funny one. And even that's if you end up zeroing that out at the end, it's still really screwy. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, and then hits and ho- home runs are the same kind of concept, uh, the same exact concept. Um, but hits. Well, home runs is weird because it's like given up how many home runs you've given up, and then you've so. <laughs> Um, and then hits was really throwing it off too because that was throwing off both batting average and um, batting average as well as whip. So Shoei Atani was like really getting love. Um, and then there's a boo boo on the uh, the rankings aggregation. You can put me in the boo boo box. Yeah. Um, I got clever and tried to partition the rankings weightings for batters and pitchers, but that ended up blanking the pitchers more than it should have and then here's one that i i think that i would love to have your thoughts on so i was realizing that there's a real penalty to saves and wins because of how chunky these uh distributions are and the the asymmetric distribution of things that meant that like so saves only a certain number of players have saves and it's down to yep. like, you know one and everybody has zero so i was using the ranking method of mean so if like only 100 players get saves and then everybody after that from player 101 mm. to player 1000 they're averaging mm. so it ends up being like mm. ranking of 500 mm. when you're weighting those that really penalizes those players for not getting saves even though mm. 
who cares? They really yeah. just is. It's just the same as if the zero is just the same as if they're 101 as if they were 550, but then their yeah. ranking is an aggregate of those. So it's getting, it's getting hit. So I adjusted those to the minimum of the group for saves and wins and Ks as well. Um, it doesn't really make that much of a change. Yeah, I, th- I, um, I, I really like that. I mean, I, I think that this choice is actually going to be slightly dependent on the format that you're playing in uh, the yeah. sense that if you have to, if you're playing head-to-head and you need to get one save against another guy, like the value of the one save guy is going to be huge. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> be huge well, true. Relative to a zero save guy. But in a, in a TGFBI style format where it's year-long roto, just, there's not that much difference between a one save guy and a zero save guy. But so that ends up, so in the middle of the season, that should end up, even, I mean, there's not going to be that many weeks where there's going to be only, the max is going to be one. But yeah. still in the middle of the yeah. season, that's going to mean that there's going to be like one versus two. It'd be kind of binary. So we can we can see if we can we can adjust that. So mid season, it's a little bit, um, it's the mean. Yeah, I think it's worth thinking about as as we look through drafts. Yeah, thinking like, oh, do these make sense? Do these make sense for both head to head and roto? Or what would I tweak if I was going to do something slightly different between these? Okay, well, all this is all this is said done. We got some results. I did it. I. I created an example which dra- did a thousand drafts. Of each draft, had fifteen teams. Did ten rounds, nine rounds, ten rounds, somewhere in there. Um, <laughs> and the it was random weights on whether they were picking off of last season's results or this season's rankings. Love that. And I shared this with you. Um, yeah, I shared this. Well, let's see. What do we got? So. Let me just give you top 10. Trey Turner, number one. Fernando Tatis, number two. Juan Soto, number three. Jose Ramirez, number four. Vlad Guerrero, Jr., number five. Man, think about that mistaken when you're drafting. Boba Shett, number six. (laughs) Bryce Harper, number seven. Corbin Burns, number eight. Mm. Garrett Cole, number nine. Freddie Freeman, number 10. We're drafting pitchers in the first round. I like this. It I happened. like this, and it you know it's amazing how well how well distributed the pitchers are now with the appropriate tweaks. I mean, you've done a really good job. Like I'm looking at the second round, you've got Jake Degrom, you've got uh, Walker Buehler, you've got Brandon Woodruff, Shohei Otani doesn't really count, but kind of in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, eh, he counts. Well, yeah, yeah, I think we'll have to deal with that good, for a little while. I mean, it's a good mixture. I think I think it's a really good mixture. And what I really like though is that you have the pick number here and there's some stuff which which gives you the the real weighted mean here right so this is uh, a, that's adp the pick number is a, adp yeah. adp but you could what you can see is that there's features in here right so when you do a ranking somebody has to be one somebody has to be two somebody has to be three somebody has to be four mm-hmm. when you do adp it's not like that no you can have you can have guys that are really close together i'm looking at this 13 to 16 or 13 to 18 no, 13 to 16 ranking here, where you've got four guys that would nominally be going around pick 17, <laughs> right? Yeah, 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 yeah. ADP. And it tells me, okay, the, the real value in this draft of Jake DeGrom, Ronald Acuna Jr., Tasker Hernandez, Walker Bueller, it's just not that different in this. And you can kind of defensively pick any of them in that slot. And those are the things that I like to see when I'm looking at ADP. 
Right. Oh, we could even right. we could even put in a flag here of like if it's X percent. Yeah, we should. There's oh we, we always make that more work for ourselves. But I the first I see a cliff here from Max Scherzer yeah. to Ozzy Albies of it. Yep. Like okay, there's a big. It's a three ADP wise. It's a three pick difference. But I I one. love knowing things like that because it tells you. I mean, these are the things that you use when you want to know where should I be picking in the draft. <laughs> yeah. Right? And your draft is suggesting that, sorry, guys, who are picking 13 to 15 in TGFBI, <laughs> it's like you're you're already going to take a, a hit relative to the rest of relative to the rest of the guys. Yeah. And unfortunately, there is a little bit of a drop between eight and uh, between seven and eight. Bryce Harper is ADP of eight point oh six. And then Corbin Burns is an ADP of ten point one. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's pretty cool. Any. um and I have I've had been having a debate over uh, Trevor Story versus Whit Merrifield, and um, well, the machine <sighs> prefers Trevor Story. I appreciate that. I think. Um, well, we'll see. We'll see what the machine does when Trevor Story signs somewhere. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, yes. Um, okay, so results really cool. First round. I would pretend that I'm going to post this somewhere, but I, let's let's be honest, guys. Um, I, the next, next things on the to-do list. Um, I need to clean up the code. Oh my word. You just, you, you get Always. to a certain point where like, I should do this the right way, but no, I'm going to, I'm going to rewrite the pitching categories for the 10th time right here in this slightly different way. Okay. Um, and also we really need to, we really need to get forecasts in here. So you've been, we've been switching on and off forecasting in this and the synthetic drafting. We do need to, to grab put together forecast mid-season forecast for 2021 can we do that based mid-season on the season forecast yes mid-season. well what you mean like weekly ones weekly rest of the season forecast yeah we can do that and the preseason forecast that, that, that you yeah put together can, can you put that together for 2021 for t- yeah it's i actually i actually solved the year's problem in that creation <laughs> in that piece of code great okay <laughs> Because then once I have that, then I can, we've been, I have this, as I'm in the code, it's like, there's a placeholder, a big placeholder that says, this is where you'll put forecasting in there. I put that in like a year ago. <laughs> yeah, well. All right. So lots of fun stuff. Um, maybe next week we'll talk more about forecasting. This is great stuff. Yeah, oh yeah. Forecast away next week. Projection, uh, real models will go live for Fantasy Tools 2022 next week. Have you ever heard Silver Trumpets? Have you ever come home to the calling of Silver Trump? I'll get that quote right sometime. I think that about brings us to the review session. Garrett Cole. So forget everything you knew about you know reviewing shortstops. We are on done starting pitchers. And boy, is it different to watch starting pitcher highlights after staring down shortstops for a year. Oh, especially at the end of that, we were just we're doing we're talking to, about prospects. It's we're watching high school. Oh, I'm watching some high school greatest hits, right? So. Garrett Cole, uh, breath of fresh air here. I can give you real season stats here. 2021, 16 wins, 3.23 ERA. He started 30 games, pitched for 181.1 innings, 243 strikeouts in that, and a 1.06 whip. You know what's most important? Lost to Boston in the one game. Lost to Boston. Yeah. Those, uh, you know, and those that ERA and whip are remarkably close to his career lines. Yeah. Garrett Cole is a is one consistent gentleman. 
Yeah. Well, it was a little bit. Yeah. I mean, he's had 2.84 was 2020, but. 2020 is an outlier. I mean, always an outlier year. 2019, of course, is an outlier year, too, on in how just how freaking good he was. He was he was extra good. Yeah. No, I mean he's he's gonna be he's gonna be a guy who's this is a consistency versus the like peak production, you know? Yeah. He's gonna get you a lot of strikeouts. He's gonna have a pretty decent ERA. He's on the Yankees, so he's gonna get some wins. Um Yeah. I th- I think we can say that he's probably past peak Garrett Cole production, but he's still gonna be very consistent. It does seem like he's um, he's aligned pretty well for this the the kind of pitchers that have a sec the second half of their career just kind of are like oh yeah no he's there reliable good I think you know as he, as he loses velocity I think he I mean he is a command he is he's got everything right now right he's both a command and a power pitcher currently mm-hmm. and as the power goes away he'll lean on his command more. But, you know, you get craftier. You get wily. I mean, Zach Grinke's done this for years, right? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. We'll, we'll see if he can stay crafty. I mean, one of the, I guess one of the things that is a deterrent is his, uh, that barrel number, which is, I, it's why he gets some home runs against him. Is because, <laughs> man, I mean, Red Sox doing it against him. Love it. Um, but you just, he's, he's when, a, when they connect, when players connect, they connect. Well, he's a pitcher for the three true outcomes era. Mm-hmm. Right, I mean that's why he's that's probably why we're talking about him as the number one pick because he's the right guy for right now, yeah. And and it really, I mean, it really does happen. And you know, watching him, I actually switched YouTube to I've never used this setting before. The point two five speed playback. Yeah. Oh, I and use his, it all the time. His yeah, arm is still like just only a couple frames. <laughs> yeah. You're like, how does he get through that motion so quickly? He goes from having the ball down to just a beautiful overhand delivery and just rifles it out of there. It's amazing. How did the how did Pittsburgh have so many good pitchers and then and they're, they're now terrible? Well, cuz they traded everything away to make money. We know this. Yeah. It all ties back to our first thing. Yeah, I mean, Garrett Cole, obviously this I feel like I have learned a lesson about watching prospects now. I mean, he's drafted round 1 number 1 overall. Uh but 2011. So that suggests that you know, ten year we should be looking at uh, who just got drafted, the highest pitcher, and then ten years from now we'll check in on him. <laughs> well, wait, 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 wait. Not ten years. It's which which year did he start really showing his his stuff? Yeah, it's a good. Oh, yeah. So it's, he had okay, a good so year in 2015, but that, and everybody was like, no. And he, and then the next two years kind of had a uh, regression to the mean in the 28. So. Yeah, it's a little bit. It's a little bit more time. So seven years from twenty eleven yeah. draft to twenty eighteen versus because well, we've been hitters. We've been we've been talking about guys that were drafted in 2017, 2018, really producing twenty nineteen, really producing. It's it's half. Yeah. Super fun to watch to start over. Yes. right? to start at the top and watch Garrett Cole and be like, whoa, this guy's really good. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'm going to be excited to compare and contrast him with guys down the road, but I mean. Starting at the top, it's just a breath of fresh air to see somebody so good. <laughs> yeah. 243 strikeouts you could watch from last year. <laughs> yeah, the load random video. I see a lot of them in orange. <laughs> but there, yeah, there's a lot. I mean, they it helps to face the Orioles a lot, right? Uh, no, I meant him th- in, in, in the Astros uniform. Oh, yeah. Well, that too. One of the things that I really like is that his strikeouts are all over. 
And, oh yeah, yeah. And he does get strikeouts on some breaking balls too, which is really nice. I mean, he'll he'll blow it past guys, no problem. Even last year, 2021, age his age 30 season. But when he gets guys on breaking balls, it's just knee buckling. I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, cuz it, it's also that's one of those old school I've, I I can throw a lot of things at you and I I know that you're looking for a fastball and yeah. watch this. I I know. I love it. I love it. It's all good. Who are we doing next week? We're going to move down the list. Corbin Burns. Time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Fantasy Tools, Mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, Mind the Z. All I've got left is, worst of luck to you, buddy. Worst of luck to you, too. Yeah.